Streaming from Abby Cat Recording Studio in Chicago. You are listening to Influence, a podcast where we explore what makes great music influential. Hey, welcome back to our podcast, Influenced. If it's your first time here, that's great too. So it's not necessarily welcome back. Um, I'm Robert Dean. And I'm Blake Sokoloff. And this week we're going to talk about uh, Sharon Van Etten, who's kind of definitely one of the newer artists we'll be talking about in this first season. And she's she's uh, really started to make a name for herself kind of starting in the 2010s. Like her first album came out in 2009. I believe, and uh, she's been kind of fairly steady since, um, just uh, from a discography standpoint. Like her most recent album, "Remind Me Tomorrow," came out uh, within the last like year and a half or so. So she's she's working hard, and like a lot of her new music has made kind of the biggest waves it's ever made for her career. And she's gone on to influence a lot of the newer up and coming artists in the indie rock and kind of alternative sphere. And her early music was like really a lot of self-released stuff that she would put out on really small labels and even just on like cassette. Um, But she, she started her, a lot of her musical journey on the East coast like she was born on the East Coast, I think raised in New Jersey. Yeah, I think she was born in New Jersey. Yeah. And then wound up in New York when she got a little bit older. Yeah, I think she I think she kind of made the move to New York when she was like a later teenager kind of wanting to kind of make a a go for the music industry. Yeah. And the first time and like a lot of her her early influences, like her her early early music is very um very like acoustic based folk folk influenced like confessional indie rock very personal oh yeah very personal very like not always the the happiest music but she was being and she was definitely influenced a lot by like folk rock in the uh like 70s like a lot of um she talks about how uh as she when she was younger like Neil Young and uh, artists like Bruce Springsteen and other songwriters that just had like a, a bit of a uh, just personal attitude and something sort of a uh, homey vibe, not necessarily like super in your face all the time, but like uh, Harvest Moon, she cites as like a, being a big album for her when she was growing up, the uh, Neil Young record. But there's a full moon rising Let's go dancing in the light We know where the music's playing So would you say big influence there on her early stuff, on her earlier stuff? I would definitely say so. I just like the, like, I mean, one, just like the very sparse arrangements on, like, a lot of these, uh, like, on a lot of this album where, like, 
a lot of the songs are maybe like Neil Young playing, like singing and playing like acoustic with maybe like some like very light percussion and like maybe like some like background harmonies and like maybe like the smallest little touch of some organ or something like mm-hmm. the the arrangements would be very very sparse and that was definitely something Sharon Van Etten like took took like t- pretty pretty into her uh, like music especially in the early days on her first couple albums like would like because I was in love and um epic both kind of released in 2009 2010 uh, respectively, but, um, and also just, like, the lyrics are very, like, you're almost hearing them, like, being read out of, like, a a journal or some kind of sing, sing along with your friends. So definitely, like, this song, I Wish I Knew, which was kind of her first song to kind of make, make waves in, like, the, uh, Indian college radio sphere. I wish I knew. So you can really hear that just like almost it's almost like in your face confessionally um, in a sense. And that it's just like the the songwriting is so bare and so just like emotionally raw that like it almost it almost kind of punches you in the face with with the feelings that that Sharon's kind of getting across in that music. And that's that's almost it's almost like a um it's almost like a kind of a punk rock attitude towards songwriting and lyricism without being like really musically at all punk rock, uh, where she just takes like a lot of just like very straight from the heart and very just honest and, and, uh, almost brutally honest lyrics and just like puts them at the forefront of her, of her songs and what she's, what she's trying to kind of captivate from her audience and that's definitely something that she took from a lot of her time as a teenager like she calls herself like kind of a stereotypical 90s girl like she listened to a ton of just alternative music like she grew up in the kind of grunge or post-grunge kind of scenes in the in the american music industry so she was listening to a lot of the pixies patty smith like like uh, a lot of other bands along those lines, like the even like the bands like the Zombies and stuff like that would creep into her her kind of echelon of um, influences that she was kind of reaching towards. But Patti Smith was definitely a major influence, and she she talks about how hearing the lyricism on a lot of those early patty smith albums that kind of get grouped in with punk rock and they're just like so brutal and so in your face that like you couldn't really get anything else out of them died for somebody's sins but not mine milton pot thieves wild cord of my sleeve Thick, hot stone, my sins, my own, they belong to It's a great recording, and uh, there's just attitude just oozing out of that song, which is what you're talking about, Blake, and, and uh, 
that same attitude that Sharon's got. Definitely. And, like, we can attest because we saw her um, live earlier this year, but there was a... Um, yeah, off the new album. Yeah, off, the, off her new album, Remind Me Tomorrow. But there was a, a rendition she did of one of her old, older songs. I think it was a song off Remind Me Tomorrow where she, like grabbed her her uh just gibson guitar and just like went to town and got super heavy and super like super in your face and it was very it felt very much like like how you would imagine like a lot of those you hear about like just the the chaos and in your face energy of a lot of the those patty smith concerts where like patty smith would just be getting getting right into the faces of just like the people in the in the crowd, I feel like Sharon kind of tapped into a little bit of that energy, energy there as well. And um, yeah, and I would say like that show in Chicago. I love your definitely. thoughts on this because it was at Talia Hall, probably yeah. eleven, twelve hundred people. So definitely. not not tiny, but not big. Uh, she she was you know on the sidelines uh, for five years. Oh yeah, definitely. So and I think the Chicago show may have been you may know better, but may have been about halfway through her relatively brief u.s tour i, I think so because yeah. she started on the east coast and so we're chicago was kind of in the middle yeah, um definitely. but you know my perspective was uh all the bugs have been been worked out by the time she got to chicago because she just oh, kind of let yeah. it rip oh definitely it was a fantastic show and like the whole the whole bill with her her opener being this fantastic um indie musician from the uk named nilufer yanya it was one of the best who delivered like one of the best opening acts I've probably ever seen at like an indie rock show. But the whole the whole bill was was overall fantastic, and um, Nilufer Yanya definitely gives off uh, with her live band a little bit of um, sonic youth energy, and that's definitely also like another influence of Sharon Van Etten's from her time growing up as a teenager in the '90s. She talks a lot about uh, like in interviews from the early early 2010s just talks a lot about like watching people like Kim Deal um from the Pixies uh or sorry from um sorry Kim Deal is from the Pixies but uh watching uh Kim Gordon sorry different wrong Kim but Kim Gordon from Sonic Youth was a huge huge uh influence on her and just like her ability to like play songs as a teenage woman growing up in the in the 90s when a lot of the uh just magazines were maybe putting the uh the Spice Girls or either the Spice Girls or like some metal band like Limp Bizkit on the cover it didn't necessarily feel like the maybe the best time for for uh to be a, to be a woman in rock music but people like um Kim Gordon from uh, Sonic Youth definitely, definitely uh, paved the way for for a lot of other very very independent and awesome songwriters to kind of come come out of their wake. And uh, here's some Sonic Youth from the uh, early 1990s off their record Goo. Should 
like that's maybe that influence isn't like super apparent in a lot of Sharon Van Etten's early music because she was so like confessional and acoustic based. But kind of by by the uh, early 2010s, she wanted to kind of expand from that like more folk folk singer uh, a vibe. And she's she began touring with like a full band, I think sometime around. 2010 or 2011 and she she describes that like whole experience as being like pretty influential and just like the exploration of just like what her songs could do sonically and she started kind of experimenting with that in her 2012 album uh tramp where she like expanded a lot of her just like instrumental lineup in her in her songs and just like the musical palette that was made to like make up the just the productions of her her songs and she also began kind of experimenting with sometimes writing music on um other instruments other than like acoustic guitar i know she she used a lot of omnichord uh from during a lot of her albums in the 2010s so she she kind of transferred over to writing maybe potentially more on uh like keyboard based instruments than writing on guitar which definitely Changes your songwriting process a little bit. This is a uh, song called Serpents off her 2012 album Tramp, where you can kind of just tell she was letting a little bit more of her like alternative rock uh, uh, vibes kind of into the uh, just into the fold more. And her songwriting is also getting a little bit more aggressive, and her her lyrics are getting a little bit more, um, I guess. Um, her lyrics are just getting a little sharper, maybe a little bit um, more intense, and but still also uh, kind of keeping that playful vibe that she can kind of keep. Where she's, you just know she's not taking anything too seriously because it's it's uh, we're making she's just making music, so um, she wants everyone to just generally enjoy her listening experiences. I think. But yeah, here's uh here's serpents. So she's uh, 30 years old at this point, Blake, um, definitely sounding like a maturing mu- musician. Definitely. And she's also she's also like kind of opening herself up to a little bit more like collaboration. Like I said earlier, she started touring with a full band a little bit before this this record. And I think this is the first record she used like an outside producer. She worked with uh one of the members of the National. Oh, um, wow. Okay. As a producer and kind of a... Uh, he he definitely helped her, like, shape these songs to be, like, a little bit more along the lines of, like, the alternative music she listened to growing up. Like, you could hear, like, the beginning of that song with, like, that, that guitar feedback is something that you could definitely hear in, like, a Sonic Youth 
or like a Pixies record. And uh, like the Ebo and just rushing drums throughout that song is definitely, definitely throws back to a lot of that like 90s and early 2000s kind of alternative and uh, just alternative rock and just like uh, throws it back to a lot of where her influences kind of came from when she was first like getting into songwriting and being a being a musician she's kind of continued to expand just like with every with every album since kind of since that record tramp she's kind of added just more and more to her sound like in her 2014 uh record uh, are we there? She also worked with a uh, another outside producer who was um, who's kind of just like a, his name was Stuart Lerman. He's like a pretty like he's pretty uh, story producer. He's just worked with everyone from Elvis Costello, Nico Case to working with Patti Smith. Uh, who is like like I'm sure that's one of the reasons Sharon Van Etten wanted to wanted to work with him because she he had worked with like a lot of her idols. He's also produced music for a lot of her contemporaries like Mumford and Sons and Julian Casablancas and Regina Spector. So he was a he was a pretty storied uh, just person in the in the music industry. And she she actually I think. I believe recorded a lot of her 2014 album live. Now using her her regular touring band after using a lot of the same musicians uh, since she began like using a touring uh, band. Like her her kind of regular main collaborator has been this woman Heather Woods Broderick, who's an incredible s- songwriter in her own right and and is Sharon's kind of touring keyboardist and. Ever since they started working together, Heather has kind of been appeared on pretty much everything that Sharon's done. Their their voices have just this like great magical blend when they when they sing together, and so it's it's been a major uh, step up for Sharon's records. It transfers over to the um, the uh, record really well, and the fact that she's working like you can tell in all the songs on uh, "Are We There." that she's working with just a lot of musicians that she's very good friends with and just feels very, very good about. And like every, every musician is bringing their, their a game to that record. And that was kind of the record that really broke her onto the like major indie scene. Like she, she was getting a lot of coverage in our places like pitchfork and rolling stone. And she received a lot of support from other just artists in the music industry. I think she played some shows with bands like the war on drugs and other just like bigger rock bands kind of at the time. So here's a, here's a track called, uh, our love off of her 2014. Are we there? But, uh, it just kind of, um, is a continuation of just like her, in, in increasing influence from just like outside music and just like her ability to open up and work with very very talented collaborators and producers um like she's kind of uh proven that she does that really really well and can um just use the use her collaborations and her ability to kind of cultivate a really, really good group of musicians to um, just make even even better music and more, more impactful music. So here's Our Love. I 
can definitely hear her kind of increasing uh, more musical styles and influences kind of as she continues making music, like her use of just like uh, some cool drum machines and like synthesizers in that last song was indicative of where she was kind of going in the in the future going forward and also just make amazing songs with pretty much any like whatever you whatever you give her she can she can make an amazing song after this record I think she stepped away from just like the the music industry for a while and after after she finished up the tour, for this record, she did a little bit of acting. I know she appeared in like the Netflix show The OA uh, pretty extensively in both of the both of the seasons of that show, and she also appeared as herself uh, in the uh, newest season of Twin Peaks. Appeared like and her and her band played at the uh, the uh, Roadhouse, which is a popular bar where a lot of characters in that in that show just kind of go to. To reflect and uh, just think about things. So it was. She was. She got busy just like experiencing, experimenting with just other creative aspects. And she also, I believe, went back to school to finish her degree. Um, well, I think she just. I think she may still be working on it. It's in psychology. Okay. Yeah. She's. She. Well. She. And then she started going back to school to get her degree in psychology. And I know she also had a uh, kid in 2016 or 2017, her first child. So that was yeah. obviously like a big, a big step. Like I think having that the experience of like becoming a mother and like kind of stepping away from the music industry that inspired her newest album, her 2019 album, Remind Me Tomorrow, uh, which is probably her most successful album that's come out so far, just in terms of like hits and just like the visibility of Sharon Van Etten in in music. It's a it's really a great album and it kind of goes down her path of experimentation of just like other musical styles. She uh wrote a lot of the album just like on on a keyboard for the like I she started writing on keyboards back in like the 2000 the early 2010s with her like on with Tramp but I don't think she really fully switched to writing entirely on keyboards until this this uh most recent record and I think part of that actually stemmed to uh the fact that she uh shared her practice space with the uh, actor Michael Sarah who has like extensive just like vintage synthesizer and vintage keyboard collection so a lot of those vintage synths and keyboards were just like laying around their shared practice space so Sharon kind of just started messing around with them and just getting a lot of just new ideas because it it had been like four or five years since she had recorded an album at that point so right and that which is definitely the biggest break she had taken since she really started as a professional musician so I think she was kind of wondering, where am I going to come from after having been gone so long? Am I going to go back to like the same kind of stuff I've always made? Do I, do I do something different? And she, she were she enlisted this uh, producer named John Congleton. I hope I'm saying his last name right, but uh, he's kind of a uh, pretty story, just like alternative music producer. He's produced like everyone from. The new angel. He produced the new Angel Olsen record to Always to Best Coast, and he's one of Phoebe Bridger's most uh, used producers. Uh, to like a lot of like indie rock veterans, like the Killers and Franz Ferdinand, and and even like some icons like Debbie Harry, even like Marilyn Manson. But uh, so he's just like a very very talented producer who can definitely 
work with like a very, very wide variety of artists and get fantastic results. I think she kind of wanted to go to someone who could kind of push her boundaries to somewhere where she maybe wasn't super familiar with or wasn't her her comfort zone musically. And she she definitely did that with her newest record, uh, Remind Me Tomorrow, which is like kind of the perfect blend of like electronic influence and uh, just her normal indie rock influence and folk influence and even like a little bit of dance music influence here and there with just some of the production choices they make. Here's the uh, lead single, Comeback Kid, off of um, uh, Remind Me Tomorrow. But uh, it's a fantastic record and uh, probably probably her most coherent album she's put out to date. Um, and I think she's immensely, immensely proud of this record and um, what she's been able to do from a music industry standpoint with this record is also something very, very, very cool because she's just definitely elevated her career to a point where it's never really been before where she can sell out like decent sized theaters on a uh, pretty regular basis and she's becoming like a somewhat of a uh, household name in the uh, alternative music world but here's comeback kid Sharon made a comment about the producer, John Congleton, that, uh, hey, he really understands me. And they were really able to make some great music together, Blake. Definitely, yeah. Uh, it's a it's a great record, and it really kind of encapsulates, like, I feel like kind of what she's been going after this whole time, which is just, like, very confessional uh, songs that are in your face and still very, very very confidently done while still being very, very vulnerable. It, it might not sound like much, but it's that's something that's very, very hard to do. Uh, it's just like stay vulnerable while also being in your face and have an attitude. And, uh, have an attitude. So it's very, it's very cool that she's found a kind of a, a way that she can do both. And musically it makes, it makes a lot of sense. And her, her and her band have never been tighter on record. Definitely. And, the, the musicians that she's playing with are all very, very top-notch. And she's, like, just uh, writing these and incredible songs. And that's de- it's definitely all very... It's all coming from a place of, like, where her life has been going and where her life's at. And I think she kind of feels like she's, like, arrived in terms of, like, what she came here to do musically, I would say. Um, like, she seems... Very, very happy with her her latest record, just from the interviews I've seen, and she seems very, very content with with her career. And I, I think she's kind of planning to uh, follow her most recent album up with something something new, a little bit quicker than her most recent break, which was a, a bit of a longer break. But um, well, let's hope so. Yeah, definitely. But she is also enjoying being a mom for the first time and like finishing up her degree degree so she's yeah she's got a lot on her plate but she's very very talented and she's 
she's also like began to like we've like it's uh as she's been like doing this for about a decade she we can st- you can start to see kind of her influence actually start to uh pull up on a, or creep in on a lot of like newer musicians and especially this like some people like like the um newer indie pop uh star uh Maggie Rogers actually talks about how Sharon Van Etten was one of her biggest idols as when she was a teenager kind of growing up and listening to a lot of alternative music and they've uh played a lot of shows recently on as uh Sharon Van Etten's been touring her last album and Maggie Rogers is touring her first album where they've um like supported each other very heavily and Maggie Rogers has talked a lot about a, a lot about how Sharon was a huge influence of hers growing up and continues to be with her with Sharon's most new newest record being a big influence on her uh kind of going forward as an artist but um here's one of Maggie Rogers most recent hits um I think it's kind of it went kind of viral um a few months back but you can definitely hear a bit of that Sharon Van Etten influence on in her songwriting. I was walking through icy streams that took my breath away. Moving slowly through westward water over glacial plains in a walked off you. So while the like the musical aesthetic of that song might be a little bit more uh, electro pop than Sharon Van Etten's music. The the songwriting and lyrics are still very like personable, but with that like kind of uh, attitude of like don't don't fuck with me, but like I'm still very vulnerable. So and Maggie Rogers has talked a lot about Sharon Van Etten's influence on just her music. That is, it's pretty cool that like artists that are. Like Maggie Rogers is probably a bigger bigger pop artist than Sharon Van Etten will ever be, but it's cool that the bigger pop artists of today can kind of point to Sharon and be like, "Well, that's kind of where I was getting my my vulnerability, but with attitude." And then also Sharon Van Etten's been like a huge influence on a lot of musicians that were kind of coming up um, in the just mid to two, mid two thousand tens, just with that like very vulnerable kind of a semi-acoustic sound like Angel Olsen is definitely pretty indebted to like Sharon Van Etten's sound just like a like this album this song is from uh Sharon um Angel Olsen's 2014 record Burn Your Fire for No Witness but it's definitely kind of indebted to that that sound that Sharon Van Etten was um kind of pioneering with her first couple records in the early 2010s but here's unfuck the world by angel olsen i quit my dreaming the moment that i found you i started dancing just to be around you here's to thinking that it all meant so much more i kept my mouth shut Yeah, I definitely uh, hear the the influence there. You know, really kind of in, in the same thing you were talking about, Blake, which is sort of lyrically and I'm back to attitude. 
you know, oh, yeah. you just kind of hear that confident, you know, like this if you like it. You know, I don't really care that much, but I like it and I'm singing it. Definitely. Yeah, it's definitely that that attitude was kind of something I at least didn't really see until in, in like that vulnerable kind of kind of music uh, until like really I heard Sharon Van Etten. So I feel like she's kind of created a, a legacy that will last far beyond like her potentially her career even goes but like just the the music that she's created is a fan a lot of fantastic music and it's influenced a lot of people just like artistically and just emotionally yeah i also like remind me tomorrow is such a great record i oh, mean definitely. every song on that record just front to back and you, you can't say that about that many records but i think Remind Me Tomorrow fits that bill, at least oh, for me. Definitely, I would definitely agree. And so I think people hear that and then they're more likely to go back in time and listen to some of the earlier stuff that maybe they weren't, they, they weren't really privy to. Definitely. And she's – because she's got like a – every album is great and every album is very different. So – it's not like you get any album that's just the the same album twice from from Sharon. So it's very, it's uh she's got a very storied uh, history and a very very varied career. And it's I'm very excited to watch where she goes where she goes now. And I would encourage our listeners that if you've got Sharon Van Etten coming to your town, coming to your city, oh, go to that show. Definitely, it's a fantastic live show. Definitely one of the best live shows I've I've seen. But um, yeah, Sharon Van Etten has kind of uh, been a been a major player in like just indie and alternative music in the past like decade or so. So we wanted to dedicate an episode to her and her music. And uh, this is uh, Seventeen, kind of the final single off her most recent record, "Remind Me Tomorrow." And uh, thanks so much for listening. This has been Influenced. <laughs>